Hello, my name is Maurice Harker. What you're about to listen to is a clip from a live training session with either an individual or a group who are anxiously engaged in recovering their marriages. Please listen to several of the recordings in this podcast, and then, when you are ready, seriously consider attending the live weekly trainings from your home via webinar. My ability to provide enough individual and marriage therapy sessions has become very limited, so I created the marriage repair workshops so I could serve more people at a lower cost for you. So please, when you're ready, investigate your options at www.lazaruslectures.com. That's L-A-Z-A-R-U-S-L-E-C-T-U-R-E-S.com. I look forward to meeting you and to serving you well. I would love to play a part in decreasing your pain and increasing your happiness. See you soon. For those of you who don't know, is a law enforcement officer, okay? And occasionally he has an event that takes place where other people he works with want to talk about what happened. Is that a true statement? Do people you work with sometimes want to talk about what happened in the past? Yes. Do they want you to actually sit down and write a report on what happened? There there is that level of expectation that I document what they tell me. Okay, now tell us this. What would happen if you tell your supervisor, let's just not think about what happened earlier today and just forget about it and move on? What happens in your profession if you try that? I'd get to go home on time. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Why does your profession insist on so much discussion about the past? Sometimes I question that myself, but the, the idea behind it is the information that is discovered that day will be useful sometime in the future. And if it's not properly documented, then in that future date, we won't have the information we need. Professionally, do we all agree that we should not review the past? Okay? No. Most professions require an intelligent, objective review of the past so we can improve. So, gentlemen, this idea that it's not appropriate to review the past, that it's about it, only women want to talk about the past... This is a trick, satanic concept that only women want to talk about the past. We men, because if you're the supervisor of someone who makes a mistake, say that you're a a construction guy, you're a construction supervisor, manager, or owner, and you got an employee that makes this big mistake and runs a forklift into the side of a building, and he responds to you with, I don't really want to talk about the past. Let's just move on. Can you not keep bringing up the past? As a owner or a supervisor, what do you say to a guy who wants you to not bring up the past? Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Bye-bye. Gentlemen, why do we think it's inappropriate for the wife to want to talk about the past? Why do we think that should be swept under the carpet? It's painful. It is painful. Right. I want to build a few principles into this now. I want you to imagine for a second again that you are a supervisor, you're a a business owner. Which would you rather have? Do you want to call in the employee into your office 
and try to walk them through what they did wrong? Or would you prefer them to do a DPAR? They reflect, they discover, they plan, they bring a plan for action to you before you call them into your office. As an owner, which would you rather have? Okay. So guys, what tends to happen in the, in our relationships is these emotionally intimate conversations are not enjoyable for her or for you. Just so you know, I, guys often think she wants to talk about the past. She wants to rub it in my face. She wants to guys. She doesn't want to do any of that any more than you as a business owner want to call someone into your office and review a mistake they've made. What we want is we want the employee to reflect and figure out for themselves that something went wrong. We want them to discover more details about it, including what they might do differently. We want them to bring a plan. So I just want you to imagine this. If you are in a position of supervision, I want you to imagine someone who checks in with you to bring all of this to you without you asking for it. Do you find yourself feeling relief and pleasure? Go ahead. You, you asked that question of, as a boss, what would you prefer? But I, I can flip it as the same way as an employee. I, I think I shared a couple a month ago, so ago, I had an encounter with my boss and I came home and told my wife, I am not zeroed out right now. And I journaled. And part of my instruction was to present what happened. There was some administrative I made some mistakes administratively after journaling it. I was able to write up my my review and send it to them. And I felt good about this. I acknowledged that there was mistakes made in the future. This is my plan that I'm going to avoid those mistakes. And I was prepared for him to come back and say, all right, I'm going to put this in your workstation file or whatever. I never heard from him again. I'm guessing he read my report on what happened and was Happy with what I came up, my deep heart in that case, and we moved on. So what did you like about the being the one who initiated it? As and the, So what did you like about that? I feel like I was ready emotionally to where if he did come and gave me a call, which normally when he calls, I'm like, oh boy, what does the boss want this time? But if he did call, I was like, hey, this I've I'd already accepted the fact I had made a mistake. What, what, whatever instructions counsel you have for me, I'm ready for it. And it's, it just made it feel much better where the day before I was just in angst of, Oh, I don't want to deal with this. He's going to make a big deal out of, out of this. And as I worked through him, Oh, I didn't follow the policy in this case. And these were my mistakes. And I acknowledge that where whatever came down, I was ready for it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, brethren, I'm going to prophesy of what the women are going to say to me tomorrow when I point out this idea, this next idea, okay? I am trying to set the stage with them so that you can be the presider in your family, in your marriage. What that means is you have to be the first one to initiate each level. You have to be the one who initiates verbal intimacy by practicing asking her on dates where you just talk about things that are not important. I tell the women, do not pull him into cognitive industry. You need to, if you want a healthy marriage, he has to be the one that initiates the cognitive intimacy phase where you go, hey, wife, I'd like to share with you my marital mission statement. I'd like to share with you my identity statement. 
And then, gentlemen, this third phase, which is the scariest phase. I want to build off of what I was just describing. When you, as the husband, introduce the idea, I just want you to imagine this for a second. Hey, wife, I would like to have a conversation about the past. I would like to talk to you about something that went wrong in our past where I made a mistake and I need to improve upon it. I have done some reflecting, some discovery, some planning, some departing on a certain event from our past. And I would like to go over with you what I learned and your thoughts and feelings about that event. Now, here's my prophecy, gentlemen. I'm going to have 30 women fall back in their seats and say, my husband would never do that. My husband would never initiate a conversation about the past. He would never initiate a conversation about something he needed to improve upon. Brethren, if she's right, then we can never get this marriage any further. Because if she starts that conversation, do I need to help you visualize what it feels like when she says we need to talk about the past? Everyone get a little visceral knot in your stomach when she's the one who starts that conversation. Okay. If we are normal, healthy men, we are not ready if she's the one who initiated. And we're going to be defensive and we're going to be reactive, etc. Brethren, the first step to visualizing and moving your marriage into an emotionally intimate level is you have to get ready to start the conversation. And before you start that conversation, you do it. I was just saying, you have to pick an event from the past that you're pretty sure you did not handle well. Now, how many of you need to ask your wife about one of those, or can you remember one on your own? Anybody need any help with that one? Can you remember a time when you did not handle something well? Okay. I hope that you can, if, if you struggle with that, try out Ether 1227. It sounds something like this. Dear Heavenly Father, I really have a hard time, even after 10 minutes, to find anything I've done wrong in my marriage in the last five years. I can't find anything that I've done wrong. So I'm coming unto you, and I'm being humble, and I say, please show me something I've done wrong in the last five to 10 years, because I can't think of anything. All I can think of is what she does wrong. Now, go ahead and do that, but let me know when you do that so I can be downtown away from you because I don't want to be there when he answers that prayer, okay? Because that's going to be an uncomfortable experience. You have just finished listening to another principle that is one of many that you will find in a special class that I've put together called the Marriage Repair Workshops and the Lazarus Lectures. This is a compilation of principles that I have pulled from my years of training, study, and therapeutic experience designed to give you the tools, the vision, the ideas, everything that is necessary to take a relationship that has experienced catastrophic levels of unpleasantness and falling apart and rebuild it almost as if raising it from the dead. Please follow the links.
and attend at least one of our marriage repair workshops so that you can get a feel for what you will learn and get your attachment to the multimedia classroom that holds videos, audios, articles from me and several other specialists that we call the Lazarus Lectures, a 40 lesson series building from one principle to another so that you can discover what is necessary to pull off a miracle in your relationship. I hope you'll find great value in this. I hope those of you who find yourselves unable to afford the thousands of dollars necessary to attend a marriage therapist, especially one that's really good and is not as available as we would like therapists to be, please, please study this material in the Lazarus Lectures and attend the Marriage Repair Workshops so that we can help you get things back to the way you want them. We'll see you then.